0: good morning good afternoon and good evening depending on what time you're listening to this welcome to another edition of two brown two furious uh i'm actually i think this is our fifth episode um i'm actually losing track i'm actually impressed that we've done so many that the fact that i don't even remember the number of episodes is a pretty good thing um
1: well we've recorded more episodes than exist on spotify Uh, That is true. Yeah, there's a lost episode. There's a lost episode. So so I think this is the recording, but it'll be the fourth episode.
0: If if this if this podcast ever took off, we'll we'll have this kind of mystery lost episode that will go down infamously in the history of the podcast. But as usual, I'm your host Shams, and with me is my co-host Akil, and today. Um, the Oscar, the Academy Awards were last week, and while Akil and I actually had wanted to record this before the awards, uh, our schedules just couldn't align up um, well enough. So we're recording this post-awards, but I still think it's still relevant for us to talk about this. So uh, what we wanted to do today was to recap the last ten, the last decade of Academy Awards and specifically look at the Best Picture category and look at the nominations for each year and really look at what we felt uh, should have been the best picture winner of those, of those 10 of those nominated films for each respective year. Um, Not think,
1: necessarily at the time, but with the benefit of years of hindsight,
0: right? With the benefit of years of hindsight. And also to keep in mind, it's within the nomination. So there are certain years where I actually wouldn't even put any of the nominated films as my number one film of the year. So we're not necessarily looking at what was our favorite film overall for each year. We're just looking at what we felt was the best film of the nominated films for uh, the Academy Award for Best Picture for
1: each year. Yes. So
0: sometimes it's going to probably match up with what we felt was the best film of the year. Um, sometimes it may even match up with what the Academy even put as the best film of the year um but uh spoilers not many times not many times (laughs) uh we actually have not even discussed what we're gonna what our picks are so we're both gonna we're both in for a surprise as we uh start this discussion but before we get into that um i just want to say shout out to the academy uh for picking parasite last week for best picture it is one of the best selections i think they've done um and yet, I have no faith in the Academy from ever really learning their lessons from this and really doing anything significantly different moving forward. But that's just because I'm a pessimist.
1: I mean, I agree with you completely on all counts. Well, uh, yeah. A shocking, shockingly good pick uh, from the Academy this year. So yeah. that is also one of the reasons why we're not talking about 2020's Oscars because the Academy got it right. The Academy got it right. It, and it got at it. least. And
0: it goes With a week of thing. hindsight, and it goes, yeah. and it goes against a the theme.
1: Um, yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Parasite is going to drop too much in future reviewings. Even if it drops, I don't think it's going to. So, I don't think suddenly I'm going to be like, you know what, Jojo Rabbit actually should have won that year. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, have I haven't seen all
1: that. the nominees yet, but yeah, yes,
0: I have good faith in that. But without further ado, jumping right in. To our discussion. We have the 2010 Academy Awards um, and that year, the uh, the Best Picture nominations were Up in the Air, Up uh, Oh, I always found it amusing if there were two films with Up uh, A Serious Man, Precious Based on the Novel Pushed by Sapphire <laughs> That's literally the name of the movie I, that's, It's a joke, but that's literally the name of the movie uh, I, I know <laughs> and Education District 9, The Blind Side, Avatar, Avatar, and the winner, which was The Hurt Locker. So this this was the first year in which the Academy expanded the Best Picture nomination from 5 to 10. Uh, previously, it had always been to 5, but after the debacle of um, snubbing The Dark Knight the year before, the Academy decided to expand it to 10. So this was the year where we really saw a film like District Nine get nominated, which almost like every other year would have not never been considered. But when okay, you also nomination... to be real,
1: fucking Avatar was nominated and probably wouldn't have been another year, or maybe it would have because uh, I James disagree. Cameron sold his soul was the devil
0: strong. Avatar was a strong Avatar won Golden Globe that year for best drama,
1: um, because James Cameron sold his soul sure, to whatever sure. higher or lower yeah, power Chulu, and... Like some
0: Chulu demon. God of like greed or whatever, um, yeah, uh, yeah. But Avatar was a pretty strong uh, contender. I think it would have made it. But the thing is, I anyway. feel like I feel like District Nine though would not have made it. I think I'm, we're safe to say that. Um, so this year though, I think I think it was interesting because it's actually a pretty good selection. Yeah, it's a strong, overall.
1: strong, strong selection of movies. Uh, Diversity
0: wise, in terms of like different type of films like you have a you have like this like kind of like um middle america crowd pleaser with the blind side you have this like you know mini blockbuster and sci-fi blockbuster district nine you have um a coen brothers you know up uh jewish drama and a serious man you have a pixar film um you have obviously avatar so it was a lot of different you know it was a pretty wide range Of films and a lot of them were good like to be honest like I don't really hate most of the films here
1: yeah I mean I would so in with the benefit of hindsight you know 10 years of hindsight um, you know the Hurt Locker at the time I felt like was was an incredible movie and now honestly I don't really recall much about it Um, so I don't I mean from among the nominees I don't think the Hurt Locker in fact, I know The Hurt Locker doesn't crack my top three, um, uh, which is not to say it's a bad movie, um, because in other years, I think that probably would have been a, a strong winner it, with hindsight. But uh, in this year, um, I think there are three movies, and I'm guessing you, you would agree with me on at least.
0: I two think of our these. number one, I know for a fact we're going to agree with, but yes.
1: Uh, I don't actually know that. Our top two. Success. Let's see. Our top two. Will so, Inglorious Bastards and Up are, I think, the two. Yeah. Um, that I think you and I will agree on, and I love the movie Up in the Air. Um, oh yeah, right.
0: I forgot. I uh, love that movie.
1: Yeah, and and this is gonna, I'm going to say this probably a couple times, but there are some movies in here that I recognize that are like, they're almost like they're specifically designed to appeal to me like they've got like snappy dialogue and they're shot in such a way that's sort of like moderately uplifting um with like an interesting color palette and they're funny um but also take on somewhat serious topics and so up in the air does all of those things and i just really like it i just really really like that movie um that said i think if i was so if i were to redo the best picture Winner. I guess I'm just going to go out and say it. I'll go first. Up is my pick.
0: Uh, that's yeah. I, I wouldn't push. I mean, I think for me, it's between Inglorious and Up. Um, yeah. Uh, it's hard to pick between those two because they're very different type of films. Um, personally, I probably would. I would give it to Up, and I'm. This is the. I'm going to be a bit Academy here, but I would probably give it to Up. Just as a recognition that, hey, no animated movie has ever won before. And the Academy should say, you know what? Animated films are films too. And just because it's, you know, computer generated doesn't mean it can't have the same type of emotional impact that any regular film can have. And the
1: fact the that first the first Ca- 10 minutes of Up oh, is yes. more emotionally affecting than like 99.99%. Yeah. Of anything that 's ever been made in Hollywood, yeah, I thought the score of that movie is uh, iconic the visuals are incredible it's funny it's poignant, it appeals to all ages, like the fact that that movie and Pixar has made half a dozen movies that you could say that about yeah uh, and the fact that none of them have really even been serious contenders for best Picture is like a major major uh, uh, Pox on the Academy! I mean, it's the, same, think.
0: It's the same issue to some extent. That the, it's a similar, it's not the same exact, but it has somewhat of a thing with the foreign language. Is that because it's a separate category? People are like, well, they have that category for to win, so they don't need to win Best Picture, um and it's stupid. Um, I yeah, say, that's, that's I really so. Heartlocker to me is still a really good movie, and. I think it's still probably the best Iraq War movie ever, but that's a low bar because for whatever reason, the Iraq War movie genre just never became great. Um, that's a topic for another uh, podcast, I think, to really yeah, sure. what happened, whole podcast. happened there. Yeah, I think um, we yeah. That said, obviously, Hurt Locker, Catherine Bigelow was the first female director to win Best Director, so I think it was very good that Hurt Locker... You know, got the recognition for her and also got the recognition for the uh, as an Iraq war movie. So I wasn't upset with it, but if I were to redo it, I probably would have picked between Glorious and Up. And, you know, it's a coin toss for me at that point, honestly. Um, it's, I, I probably would just go with Up for the reasons I just said. But a lot of good movies. I mean, to me, Up, Up in the Air, Inglorious, um, District Nine. A serious man and Her Locker to me are all movies that I enjoyed watching and have. I've actually I've seen all of those movies twice because uh, I enjoy them that much.
1: So um,
0: it was yeah, very, I mean, you, it was so you very strong you, hi-
1: you have historically uh, I think rewatched a little less than I have, um, and so I've seen I seen I've seen a lot of movies multiple times, and that's not really a statement about whether I like it. The thing that for right. me is that ten years on, I have very like strong memories of many of these films. Yeah. Um, like a serious man, uh, Inglorious, up, up in the air. Like I, I know Yeah. I, I remember specific scenes and moments from those films as being noteworthy. And that yeah. I think this was a really good year.
0: It was a good year, yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think Hurt Locker, not a bad choice, not a choice I would be angry about. And I am even angry about, you know, to this day, a uh, respectable choice. But if we were to redo it, we would uh, go with uh, Pixar's Up for that year. Um, moving on to the 2011 Academy Awards, um, the nominations, there were 10 nominations. The nominations for that year were Winter's Bone, uh, True Grit, Toy Story 3, The Social Network, the Kids Are All Right, Inception, The Fighter, Black Swan, 127 Hours, and the winner, The King's Speech. And this is a year which I know for a fact that and I have strong opinions about.
1: They picked the worst movie. They picked the worst movie. I mean, honestly, movie. I'm looking at these nominees, and there are 10 of them, and the 10th, like the movie that I would rank last won Best Picture. Yep. It, Which is
0: just—it's it, not even a yeah. bad movie, to be honest. This is a pretty good selection of films. I don't hate King's Speech as just a, a movie. I think it's a fine his, you know—fake historical crowd. It's not crowd. the
1: it, its not the worst best, best picture winner of the decade.
0: It's only the there worst were, because of the. It's it may be the worst in terms of the competition it beat, but it's not the worst film by itself.
1: Yes, yes, but I mean, you know, you have a a uh, iconic Pixar movie, Toy Story three, largely being held up as being one of the best in the Pixar catalog. Um, you have a, a a really good Coen Brothers uh, western
0: remake, western um,
1: remake, yeah. Yeah, you have uh, Winter's Bone, which introduced the world to Jennifer Lawrence. Yep. Um, uh, Still you her have best
0: performance air- 10 years later.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I think easily. You have uh, The Fighter. Um strong a, a, performances. A, a, Like Yeah, and, a, and uh, a, a movie that sort of, I think, really reintroduced people to David O. Russell, um, who had a really, really strong run for a while, and then has sort of... Well, fallen off for well, a little that, bit. Yeah, he had some personal issues, but yeah. <laughs> um, oh, um, that okay. Um, anyway, um, you have Black Swan, which is I think a controversial movie. I would say, um, at, at this point,
0: at um, the, you mean today or at the time? Today, I don't know about that. Is it?
1: I don't know. I think people think that this movie is pretty wildly overrated. Um, some oh, I people, think it is. Oh, I,
0: th- I think it's overrated. To some
1: extent, um, but you know, I—I I mean, the most memorable thing about that—that that film is—is is, uh, a sex scene, which is not particularly high praise. Um, and yet, I would
0: still—that's a, a weird sex scene, though. There's, like yeah, weird it really stuff is. going
1: on in that sex scene. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, you have 127 hours, which is like a experimental uh, type surprise, of film in some ways, and a surprisingly good one. Um, yeah. and and the kids are all right, which is like another movie that I think. I suspect if I were to rewatch that movie today, I would like it even more. When I watched the, you know, it's the a twenty, it's a, very,
0: it's a very well done like indie, you know, melodrama
1: comedy. Yeah, but it's the type of movie that I suspect would appeal to me a lot more now that I'm married and have yeah, a kid sure. than it yeah. did when I was, you know, early twenties, being like, all right, old people drama. The, and now I'm like, I probably be like they put my life on on a screen.
0: Yeah. Um, the... The, I mean, not affair, really, because the fair yeah, subplot is still kind of dumb for me. But the rest, oh yeah. It, yeah, I
1: mean, it, it's yeah. I mean, there's the whole like, uh,
0: straight guy. I, I sus- yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, mean, I suspect that people in the LGBT community um, would rightfully object to that. I mean, not just people in that community, but at, I suspect that that's like a particularly uh, bad component of that movie. Yeah, but. I think that the two movies that I haven't mentioned are Inception and The Social Network, which I know that you will agree with me on are the
0: top two, easily
1: the top two. Yeah, because I mean, there's no, there's no question. Um, I mean, we did a Best of the Decade thing, although maybe that one was the one that was lost to the ether. Um, (laughs) I don't know, maybe it was. I don't remember. Um, Who was the
0: one that lost to the ether?
1: and I think we both talked about Inception and The Social Network. As I mean, being... they're,
0: I think to keep it simple, they're still 10 years later, two of the most iconic films of the last decade. I think people, they're influential, they're important, and people still love watching them to this day. Um, yes. their, their legacies are fairly secure, right? Um, uh, even if you don't like the movie... You cannot really write the uh story of cinema without them at this point. Um,
1: so Yeah, you said it right there. Yeah. I think that's it.
0: So they're great. I think I would I mean, I think I think you and I can both maybe predict this that I would lean towards inception and you probably lean towards social network. But you know, way, I, don't I don't
1: know. I wouldn't care, I, I care what you uh, Yeah, is. yeah I, I mean I agree with that, but um I honestly I think the social network has probably aged a touch less well, um, just given all that we have learned about Mark Zuckerberg but that, and Facebook. Um, and I don't,
0: but yes and no. I mean, there are things that go on that film where you realize you're like, oh, yeah, like this dude would become this asshole that like just thinks he should be able to like essentially just control everyone's private data.
1: Um yeah I mean that that right that that's true I mean so I don't know maybe the movie has aged better in that it actually really does sort of paint a pretty accurate portrait of uh the <laughs> the artist as a young man I
0: think it um, I think it portrays the inner psyche of him pretty well even if it's not how he projects himself in real life if that makes sense Yeah
1: I I I think that that's true but I I think that um inception for me is a stone cold classic. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, I love the dark night, uh, um, but it's between, it's a hair between that and inception as being the, probably my, my two favorite Nolan movies um, and Nolan being one of my favorite directors.
0: And so, the memes that came from it, man, the memes. Um, that's true. That's but, true. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I think, yeah, I would would agree. They're both great, both classics. I would lean towards Inception. Either one would work. But let's say for discussion's sake, we pick Inception. So um, one of the worst best picture selections given the competition. But another great, again, outside of that, another great selection of films overall. Um, Yes. Really, really strong, really well. Now, moving on... to <laughs> Standing 20- in contrast. In contrast to that, moving on to 2012, <laughs> the 2012 Academy Awards um, had for nominations War Horse, The Tree of Life, Moneyball, Midnight in Paris, Hugo, The Help, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, The Descendants, and The Artist now the King's speech was maybe one of the worst selections given the competition the artist may just be the worst movie though overall of the last haven't episode.
1: haven't seen it have no interest in seeing it the fact that there is a best picture winner that's come out in in my adult life that almost 10 years on i haven't seen should speak volumes about how history has judged this oh, selection.
0: I think I can say with full confidence that this is the most forgettable Best Picture winner of the last 10 years. In fact, I'll actually go... I'll, I'll go as far back and say it's the most for- forgettable Best Picture winner since... Uh, Hold up. Let me do the list. Uh, probably since The Last Emperor, which was in 1988.
1: Um, right. So basically of... Of a of a generation plus,
0: and I think Last uh, Emperor is still more memorable. But yeah, since then, it's probably the closest one we can I
1: can think of. The um, only thing that anybody remembers about this movie is that it won Best Picture. Yeah, but they, nobody saw it movie. Nobody cares about this you know, movie. I, I, None I, of the people in this movie have done anything uh, in Hollywood. Uh, in Hollywood yeah and hollywoods i mean i guess they all went back to france and yeah. french cinema they're just the
0: french so they're like hey, look, yeah. we're french we're, you know, to be to their credit i'm actually totally okay with that part
1: um i mean yeah it, it's fine the thing yeah.
0: about the movie is that so for those who if you since it's so forgettable many people may not even remember what it is and i even had to reread the plot summary the story because i totally forgot <laughs> what happened um But basically, it's a movie that's supposed to be celebrating the uh, end of the silent film era. And it's about a silent film star who slowly loses his mystique as, uh, you know, sound and younger stars kind of take over and supposed to be this kind of, you know, celebration of that era. The problem with the movie is that it's not even a good silent film. Like I have seen a good amount of silent films in my life that I feel fairly well to judge whether just because you're silent doesn't mean it's great. Like there's no, you don't automatically gain like five points of just making a silent film. Like you still have to make it an effective storytelling, tell, story uh, I mean it's an effective story. This is just a bad silent film. It's not a celebration of silent films. It's just is bad silent film, and for whatever reasons at the time. People just fell in love with it because it was like, oh, my God, it's silent and it's in black and white. But it didn't it didn't say anything and it didn't celebrate like it didn't celebrate that era at all. So it's just it's just one of the worst movies. In fact, it's actually to be honest, it's actually one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen in theaters. And, and I've seen a lot of bad movies.
1: But You've no, seen a lot of movies, right? So that, that's it, that's a quite a statement.
0: Cuz bad movies I cannot not be entertained, I can be bored. This generally made me angry watching it. <laughs> I literally at the end was like, "Oh, and there's also this random bit where they use uh, hit the hit uh the score from Hitchcock's Vertigo for no reason, which makes no sense cuz Vertigo came out in the 50s and it was a it, it didn't even fit. It made no sense." Why you use Verdict? It just, it was like, why do you use Vertigo in a silent film movie? I don't know. I don't get it. Um sorry. It's All just, right. The movie pisses me off. Anyways, okay. So so enough dunking on, yeah. dunking
1: on dunking so, on yeah, actual. But
0: overall, the selection of films, there, there are a couple films I really like, but overall I would say this is the selection of films, even not saying the artists is to me, pretty weaker compared to the last two years
1: before. Oh, yeah. I I have a hard time identifying a movie here that I would would say is like I'm good with it winning Best Picture. So, personally
0: Um, speaking, I would actually probably pick Hugo. I loved Hugo um, because at the time um, when 3D was still booming, I felt it was the best use of 3D ever made, and I still think that. And um, I just loved I just love how Marty was I also love because it's it's a film I think for me personally when I get mad when people talk about Scorsese and just kind of put him in this box that he only tells movies about white Italian American males in gangster films I'm just like he has a lot of other movies (laughs) besides that and like Hugo is a great example like you know like he can make a movie completely he can make a family film and it still be incredible. Because uh, he's that damn good of a director, um, so I probably—it's a picked, good movie. I probably would have picked Hugo. I would be okay with Moneyball or Tree of Life as winning as well, but those are probably my top three for that year.
1: So I I I'd probably go with with Moneyball because it's probably the movie to me that I I like actually connect with the most. Yeah. Um, so Even the thing it, about it, the movie—it
0: it tells a really. Uh, false story about the Oakland
1: A's and why they. I won. mean, so the. I mean, but the whole thing about but the book. I mean, this is a problem with the book is that the book locks in on.
0: Yeah, the yeah.
1: I, the yeah. Strategy yeah. for like Scott Hatterberg and yeah. these basically marginal players. When the reason why the Oakland A's were good was because they had <laughs> Mark- the, three, three amazing know, pitchers. And, uh, yeah, Tim Hudson. You know, I mean, like three absolutely amazing guys who the movie doesn't even mention. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and then there's like this McElroy. like random. Bit. Um, oh yeah, because, yeah. Um, you know, and then there's this random bit at the end where like Brad, uh, daughter character, yes, may I not even be real. <laughs> who How like who, who does the song? Yeah, who who like. Acts like she wrote th- wrote this song that like actually somebody else wrote, but the movie takes place in like early two thousand, and and the song, like, came the song out in the was written 2000s. <laughs> Yeah, and um, but that said, uh, great performance by Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah, love the writing. Oh yeah, uh, Jonah Hill is great. Um, and it's a and it's an Aaron Sorkin movie, right? So this movie is like specifically designed to appeal to me. Um, I'm surprised you didn't you didn't give. Uh, War Warhorse a little more love.
0: I like War Horse um, a lot, but not, I mean, I mean, I like Warhorse a lot, but I like, I like, first of all, I would still pick Hugo um, and I would still pick Tree of Life and Moneyball. It wouldn't be in my top three. I mean, I like Moneyball. So I like Moneyball a lot. And Tree of Life is, Tree of Life is a film which I probably rate lower than I initially rated it, um, but it's still, I think, um, kind of a spiritual experience to this day of filmmaking and so i uh yeah no i, w- I would pick those three movies over Warhorse if i were to pick a top three so
1: you know and the thing that's tough for like midnight in paris is um a woody allen i liked that movie when i saw it but you know i can't i, I can't praise a woody allen movie
0: i could praise a woody allen movie um, i just wouldn't praise midnight in paris
1: Well, fair, but, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I can't. Yeah. So my pick is Moneyball.
0: Yeah. Moneyball. I mean, yeah, I think my top three, I I'm fine with either one. Um, I think, to be honest, I don't think any of these films, I mean, Moneyball probably has the most lasting legacy maybe of all these movies. Um, And so maybe that's the right pick just to go from that angle. But even that, I don't think Moneyball's legacy is that significant and great, to be honest. So I would say... Over- no, I don't really
1: think any of these movies are.
0: Yes. Yeah, so in in um, the end, I think this is a fairly fairly forgettable year overall. Um, um,
1: so, I mean, I think I think the movie that probably, you know, like the best, so the, the movie that from that year that probably has had the most influence is probably Bridesmaids. Uh, that's, that's, um, not,
0: um, that's partially true. I would say there's a second film.
1: Uh, what are you going to leave me guessing? I'm, I mean, am I forgetting something?
0: Uh, you're forgetting. You know, arguably the greatest movie of the last decade. If, if whenever I wake up on a certain day.
1: <laughs> oh, Drive. Yeah. Okay.
0: Drive had definitely had. Yeah. I mean, Drive's is very influential in terms of Hollywood filmmaking for sure, and I'm, I'm not trying to diminish that whatsoever. Um, but Drive is still, I think, I think Drive is much more memorable to the larger culture than any of these films i got nominated prize means as well
1: yeah i mean i think i you know if i were picking and i could add those two films i would pick um either of them yeah or, uh the any of the nominees <laughs> but yeah forgettable
0: um, year which means we should probably move on from it um going
1: i'll i'll do this year. let, you let you me wanna, uh you, right, let you me wanna, you want to take it yeah, yeah. So 2013, uh, the nominees were uh, Zero Dark Thirty, Silver Linings Playbook, Lincoln, Life of Pi, Les Miserables, Django Unchained, Beast of the Southern Wild, Armour, and the winner, Argo. Argo. Um, Goddamn Argo. So nine nominees this year as opposed to to Yeah, so this Uh, this
0: year they changed. So people are getting upset about the 10 nominations being too much. So then they changed the rule this year that they still allowed for a maximum of 10, but a film had a a certain minimum threshold to get nominated. Yes. So that's why starting from this year, we never necessarily always got 10 nominations.
1: I don't think we've had ten nominations. Uh, we'll find but- out. I, I'll have to look it up. I,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll find out as we go through these
1: lists. Yeah, as we go. So Argo won. Um, you know, I mean, I, so in keeping with the previous ones, I uh, I would pick a different movie um, here. I, I Argo is, is a movie that is overrated because it depicts Hollywood as being much more important than it actually is. Is, um, which is a something of a theme among really bad Best Picture winners, cough The Artist, um, uh, and probably ones that we'll get to going forward. Um, I think that there, you know, as a collection of movies, this collection of nine movies is easily better than than twenty twelve, and is probably a, a reasonably solid year. I mean, you've got Zero Dark Thirty, a another Iraq. Uh, war movie? Not really. Um, by, not really. Uh, well, I mean it sort of is. I wouldn't con- I wouldn't put it in that category. Um, I mean there. It's not really okay, about the I war. mean it's a war on terrorism. It's not
0: really about the. It's not about. The-
1: it's it's war on terrorism. Okay, it's not about the war in Iraq. Yeah. It's about the war on terrorism. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Related but not the same. Yeah. Um, um. Okay, you have the crowd pleasing silver linings playbook. Um you have a Tarantino movie, Django, which Black superhero movie. I mean Yeah, and, and, and in any given year, you would probably be you know, if there's a Tarantino movie, you could probably make a case for it winning Best Picture, right? Um Yeah. You you'd be right for more often than you'd be wrong. Yeah. Um I haven't seen Armour, so I really have no idea uh, yeah, what the, that movie I mean,
0: is. I mean Michael Haneke is one as a one of the best french directors of the last few decades so i mean the fact that it got nominated is just really i mean i give the academy credit for like finally nominating one of his films um, it's um among his best films i would say beast of
1: the southern
0: wild that's a netflix movie is it no no you're thinking of another movie um you're thinking of the interest of the, uh, movie no beast of the southern wild was a very interesting movie it was kind of this like fa- this fantasy coming of age film set in kind of the new like uh, New Orleans area where you have this um, this little girl kind of going on this kind of like Huckleberry Finn type adventure. But there's like it's it's like it's like kind of hidden fantasy there. So there's like these like giant animals and stuff like that so it's, right right that's, it's right. A, it's a, that's it's, right yeah it's an interesting film I think it's a film which was very affecting at the time um and I think it was a film people thought was gonna be like one of these like classic movies and shockingly I just think it never it never really got remembered after the year it was released and it kind of got forgotten um, um a lot of these movies I think got forgotten actually in the end um uh,
1: but yeah, so I mean in terms of the like the one that's probably most memorable 10 years out is Django but I mean that might be a, a function of it being rewatched by anybody who's interested in Tarantino um, you know you remove that factor I'm not sure that any of these movies are are particularly memorable um, beyond what I would I would say is my pick for for what i would give best picture i'm curious if you agree
0: i don't know I mean, uh, i'd give it to lincoln
1: yeah lincoln okay, okay. yeah i
0: wasn't sure i was like yeah. i was like where are we going with
1: this um <laughs> uh, well so i mean it's uh, it's kind of absurd to me that lincoln isn't yeah
0: we've talked about this it makes no it's, it's yeah like it, obama we it... run uh, had just re- won re-election michelle obama even presented best picture this year i remember um It's one of the best performances,
1: maybe ever. Um, Uh, I think you can get rid of maybe on that. It's one of the best performances ever um, by Daniel Day Lewis.
0: Spielberg. I mean, is and the whole, the whole cast is great. To be honest, it's not just yeah.
1: I mean, what didn't didn't Sally Fields They have not all the all of the categories and like uh,
0: Spielberg is great. Direction is of course. This is one of those films where. Like, Spielberg is so big and famous and just powerful that sometimes people forget that, like, you know, the reason why he's so famous and great and big is because he's an amazing director. And, like, yeah. we, like I feel this last decade was just this decade where Spielberg was still killing it. Like, I loved so many of Spielberg's films from this last decade, and like people just like forgot that like he's this he's still he's still one of the best directors of in the world. Like today, it's not like he's like like today. If I had to make a movie, he'd be in the top ten directors I want to make a movie. Like he's yeah still amazing, and this film w- required someone of his craft to make to be what it is um yeah I think it's the I think it's the most important film of that year I think is probably more memorable and has lasted longer but I think that because Daniel DeLewis performance is so strong I don't think Lincoln really will ever get forgotten because I think everyone still kind of knows that like yeah Daniel was just like killed it in that movie um
1: so, I wonder if this is the type of movie that its legacy will actually uh, have really long legs on because it will be shown in high school yeah. history classes.
0: Yeah, and people, um, yeah, and people just, even if it's not shown, I think young people will, whenever they, you know, are learning about Lincoln, will just naturally go to this because it's, it's the best fictional story about Lincoln.
1: Well, but the thing is, is that it's based basically entirely on Team of Rivals.
0: Yeah, when I think, which is
1: Norton, Goodwin. I mean, like, like, look, I mean, yeah, I mean, it. I think it is dramatized because it's a movie. But I think, as far as like major motion picture history, I think it's pretty. It's on pretty solid ground. Yeah, I don't think there's too Uh, much issues with the accuracy of it. Yeah, I mean yeah, you know, I mean I, I you would probably I'm sure somebody's oh, done a write up of
0: pick all the stuff. Yeah. yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. But I mean I think that like overall you would have I, I I would I have no problem being like Lincoln's the choice. It's a it should have it would have been a worthy best picture winner. Um and and you know, not just on the strength of Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. It um, yeah, it's a,
0: it, it's, was a weird, <laughs> um, it was a weird it was a weird year. I mean I think I don't know. It's, it's a mystery to me. I'll never really fully understand it. But I think um we should probably move on because we're only four years in so we want to keep keep this train moving. Um yeah. you wanna go with twenty fourteen?
1: Yeah I'll do this one. Twenty fourteen uh nominees were the Wolf of Wall Street, Philomena, Nebraska, Her, Gravity Dallas Buyers Club, Captain Phillips, American Hustle, and the winner, Twelve Years a Slave.
0: So this is a this is a selection of films that I really really like. Um,
1: I agree with overall. you. There's not a bad
0: there's not a bad movie in, in, for sure. Um, and there's a lot of really good ones. Um, yes. And it's uh, <coughs> weird. So. I really, really like 12 years of slave. I, I I was very moved by 12 years of slave. Yes and I'm perfectly fine with it winning. but like if I were to be very like technical like if I was just to be truly honest, I mean Wolf of Wall Street is probably my favorite film of the bunch and also I think the film that I think has been most remembered of all of that so i think
1: wolf of wall street has emerged as a modern classic Um, and i think that like the film has really will have really long lasting legs i mean leonardo DiCaprio really should have won an oscar for um for his acting in that movie Uh, he Um, couldn't
0: stop the mcconaughey
1: man yeah um uh, and so, like, I think Wolf is a, is a stone-cold classic. I mean, 12 Years a Slave, though, is I mean, is a brutal movie to watch, filmed unbelievably beautifully, which is, uh, like, a really, really stark juxtaposition that I think makes it really powerful. Um, so, like, I, I'll, uh, you know, like, I'm totally good with 12 years of slave winning. But I I would have to agree with you that Wolf of wall street is, is probably the more, uh, you know, with, with the the arc of history behind it, probably the more influential movie. I would also give a shout out to the movie her, um, being uh, a film that I think, uh, has, has aged particularly well. Um, in a film that I think doesn't get enough credit for actually being like incredibly uh, innovative uh, in its storytelling because it sort of starts off as this uh, vague um, weird-ish love story. But then it actually ends up being like a pretty interesting sci-fi story while still not really losing the, the heart of, of the love story. Um, and I think it actually really commits to its premise in a way that is, um, really rare in, in a film. Um, and so, you know, for me, her is, is a movie that I, uh, I probably overrate relative to, to what it, what it thinks, but I, I, I think it's worth remembering.
0: Oh, I think hers has a pretty strong, like, I think a lot of people still remember her. I mean, I think, you know, I think people, um, at least from my just social circles when they talk about you know ai and um um yes and virtual assistants and her i mean her comes up a lot right like when, when when i'm having those discussions uh i personally i liked the movie a lot i i didn't particularly like the ending of it
1: um i oh see i loved the ending i thought it committed to the premise
0: yeah i just i don't know i didn't really like I, I don't know. I, I never really liked the ending. I
1: was, I was. It's controversial, right? I think it's not a, a neat ending. It's, it's a, it's a difficult one.
0: Yeah. But
1: I, it's true to the story that it tells.
0: Yeah. But it, it's, it's definitely the, the one, it, it's actually very influential because it definitely started not in terms of mainstream, but a lot. There's, if you, a lot of these, uh, um, a lot of Netflix and these like streaming movies have a very similar premise that hurt or th- there's, there's been a lot of the kind of AI virtual assistant movies um, that have come out post her. Um, none of them have been that big, none of them have been that great, but there's been a l- huge wave of them. A lot of them are on like Netflix and Hulu and you'd have to like search for them. But uh, it is, I think a fairly influential and, and impacting film. Um, and I think it is a film which, as society grows and progresses, and as AI and virtual assistants progresses, um, its legacy will probably get enhanced, unless, you know, the projection of these technologies turns out to be very different than where they're heading right now.
1: Um, yeah, I think that that's true. But but, you know, with with six years of hindsight, we're
0: yeah, no, it, it's, it it's much more it, it um, yeah it's not completely inaccurate in what and how it projected the world um it's actually yeah. fairly a lot of the stuff it projected was fairly on point um yeah so no i yeah i, I think and then you know shadow i'll also give one shout out to gravity you, i have issues with the movie but i do think it was it's still a technical achievement that um should you know i think is going to be remembered for that. Um I don't think people will necessarily it it won't be it'll, its legacy will diminish over time because if you don't see it in theaters you're not going to get that same yeah. impact. But
1: and that's the the challenge with that movie is that like you can't recreate no you can't the experience but
0: I the think theaters. for the people who saw it it will still have they'll still think of they'll still have a place for it in their eyes as you know this Technical achievement film, um, even if I yeah. don't personally like it that much, but I do think in many people's minds that's a when people think of like you know, films like space films, Gravity will be one that they would think of, and it actually kind of helped started that trend. Uh, it started the yes, it did it started the space prestige fall dr- uh, drama trend because after it was yes, started, something
1: that has persisted yeah, yeah,
0: the sub genre that just got kind of came up and then. Just now, fully exists with, uh, graphic, yeah, like the Martian, Martian and Stellar, First Man, Arrival. Yeah, uh, this year we were at, Ad Astra. Ad Astra. Like it's just all these yeah. films just came up. I'm just like, all right, cool. Like I'm into this. Yeah,
1: <laughs> in the same way that that American Sniper started the January War movie. Yeah, uh, Lone
0: Survivor, baby. Yeah.
1: Yep, Lone Survivor. Yeah. And then that um, Another thing I want to point out is that the um the acting among the 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 best picture oh, it's nominees Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, I All mean so them. Captain Philip, you have Nebraska. an icon.
0: Dude, Bruce Dern's amazing right. in Nebraska. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. Really great. Well, yeah, so but like the, you know, Nebraska, Bruce Dern, right. I already mentioned Leo. I mean and you I don't even think that you I mean Chiwetel four is phenomenal in 12 Years American Slave. Hustle. And then <laughs> Yeah, and then and then you have the winner for for among um, best actor, and I don't really have a problem with no. Matthew McConaughey because he's that good. He's really. But good. I think that yeah, they're all good. Any one of those actors could, would have won hands down in another year. No,
0: yeah, it was a very strong acting year for sure.
1: Um, very strong year very overall. Very strong I year.
0: Think. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly. Of the ones we've gone through, this may be one, this may be a contender for one of the strongest, just overall. From
1: top 2010, top. I think, you know, with Inception so you know, Social that, that
0: has a higher peak, but, I mean, there's not a weak film in this.
1: Or 2011, I should say. Yeah, huh? there's not
0: a weak film in the 2014 Academy Award. But maybe at, That's true. Maybe at the end we can maybe take a quick, we'll, we may recap at the end, but... We're now halfway through, right? Or am I counting wrong? One, two.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. We're halfway yeah, through. We've gone through five.
0: Um, so moving on to the 2015 Academy Awards, um, uh, we had Uh, Whiplash, The Theory of Everything, Selma, the in- The Imitation Game, Uh, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Boyhood, American Sniper, and Bert. The winner birdman or in parentheses the unexpected virtue of ignorance and parentheses um this is a very interesting year to look back yes on. um yes this is very so i think you're going to be sh- i think you're going to be surprised by my pick but this is a very this is an interesting year i'm just going to keep saying that cuz I don't particularly hate any of these movies, to be honest with you.
1: Oh, I hate the theory. Oh, of actually, the... no,
0: I hate the theory. Of what am I talking about? Of course yeah. I hate the theory. Of yeah, the yeah,
1: theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a bad what movie. What a bad that, movie. That's a bad, bad movie. A
0: bad uh, movie. But, I mean, yeah. so, like, I mean, they're all very different. I mean, Boyhood's Office is like, you know, Insane experimental coming of age drama, American Sniper. Even though it's, you could say it's propaganda. I think it's pretty damn good propaganda. I'll be honest with you. I don't think it's a bad movie, even if it's propaganda. Um,
1: it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. I know. Like, that's like I don't. I think. I, it's not. Yeah. I, the political statements made by that movie are like completely antithetical to me. And I'm guessing. I, no, I'm not guessing. I know that you agree with yeah. that. Uh, and. You know there's a scene with uh, the fake baby, which is like I hate it,
0: like I hate that scene so much.
1: That. Everybody hates that scene, like, uh, the fact that that's in the movie is just insane, but it's not a bad um, movie, but it's it's not a bad movie. But it, uh, yeah, I mean, I
0: and then you have, I mean, Birdman winning is, well, I mean, when I look at it, I'm like, I mean, Birdman is such a strange experimental type film, and it was also the best picture, which in some minds, I'm like, all right, that's like respectable. But I actually would probably re pick this year.
1: So I'm I'm good with Birdman winning. Um but I, I would also be good with with um one of two other movies winning too.
0: I mean one um, is boyhood, right?
1: Yes, like, so one you is boyhood. Talk about
0: boyhood and then I'm gonna guess the second one
1: after you talk about you know yeah. uh, so so boyhood is um for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's it's a it's a it's a three hour movie. Um and it, it, I was it was basically, that long shit. yeah. So basically, Richard Linklater uh shot this movie over um 21
0: years or no, 18. No, what am I talking about?
1: 18 years. 18 years, yeah, yeah. They shot one scene every year for 18 years with the same cast. Um, so everybody ages for real. Um, and it's and so basically, I think it goes from. Probably to 18. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's... it, It is a remarkable movie if you came of age at any point that the movie depicts on screen. And in particular, if you came of age at a similar time period as the character does. I mean, there are scenes in that movie that I recall... Being similar to conversations that that Shams, you and I have had.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh. the Star Wars scene, in particular, is the one that always pops out of my mind.
1: Well, but there's the scene where they're talking about the best movies of 2008, right? Yeah. With like Iron Man and then the Harry the Potter, Dark Knight,
0: Harry Potter. Yeah, Mid-fly.
1: I mean, no, there it is.
0: It, I agree. Um, I respect the ex- experimental aspect of of it a lot. I think, the, it, yeah, for me, it was always that I never. I just thought it was a solid coming-of-age story if you just took away all that other stuff.
1: And and that is a very, very uh, relevant critique, which is that, like, take away the experimental component if you didn't know, like, the cool backstory behind the movie and you didn't have just the personal connection with the time period that it depicts, I'm not sure that this movie's going to do anything for you.
0: Right. It's still good. Uh, I don't think it's a bad movie if you take that out. It's just solid to me but yeah yeah it it was very affecting but i would i would not have picked that i think the second film which is what i guess which is the film that i would actually pick is whiplash or am i wrong yeah and i'm
1: totally fine with that yeah yeah.
0: i'm shocked because i did not love whiplash as much as i do now I liked it a good amount. Oh, I, I watched I, I,
1: I loved it from the second I saw so, it. I like it even more now. So I
0: liked I mean, I think J.K. Simmons. I thought was like he's amazing, but I didn't realize just how good a the sound mixing and sound editing of that. Oh film my was. god, so good! And and beyond that, and then so even when I got to appreciate that, then I actually started realizing like this is actually a really great story, man. Like
1: it's, yeah, This
0: is story. And it, it, it has the balls to like, tell the mentor mentee story and go in a very dark place with it and have a very dark ending with it. And so to some extent,
1: um, it's, it's, it's well, it's, a, it's a, go ahead. It's about the costs of greatness. Yeah. And it does not pull its punches. It, it,
0: it doesn't have the whole, it's like, it's like, no, like, you do have to like everything they say. It's like you have to sacrifice all of this stuff, and you can't get everything that you want. And like you have to give up part of yourself to do this. This film's like, yeah, that's all true. And like you're gonna hate it, and like your family may hate you for doing it. But like that's what it takes to be great.
1: Which is like a, a horribly depressing. That's what I'm saying. Thing. I mean, the- and it's but it's so good the ending as is a depressing.
0: story I mean it's weird the ending has this uplifting thing because he like finally breaks through and they have this amazing drum solo and that's a cre- incredible literal crescendo but the 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 image I remember at, about the ending is beyond that is there's two parts is one Paul Reiser his dad sort of looking at him and like having this like sullen sadness that he just lost he's like lost his kid now forever And yeah, the and then also Miles Teller's like face, like the pain, like he's doing all this, but he's just in so much pain to do it. And it's just kind of this thing. It's just like, like we as the audience are just getting this great performance and we're appreciating and we're loving it. But when you look behind the curtains and you're realizing for us to get that, like this is what had to get sacrificed for it. And it feels uncomfortable
1: um
0: so i
1: it doesn't pull its punches i mean i i just i i think it, it is storytelling as it ought to be which is to tell a story and not to be afraid to take the story to its organic conclusion which is the thing that i admire her for and i admire whiplash in the same way now for me whiplash has this also like as you you may mention of the sound mixing um and or whatever sound mixing or whatever the other one is sound um room, sound yeah. yeah Which I whatever the difference is between those two things i will never know um but it, it does both of them well um uh and so you know, on the strength of that, I'm totally good with that. I would have been fine if that had won Best Picture. Yeah, no,
0: it it was it was it's a film, and I think it's a film whose legacy has is growing. I think you know, not my tempos kind of become a semi sort of yeah. iconic line from it. Yeah, um, and I think, but. Because Miles Teller is growing as a Hollywood star, I think the film is also sort of growing with that because you know it's sort of seen as like one of his, his first real breakthrough in terms of a, as a dramatic actor. And then Damon Chazelle obviously had La La Land and uh, other stuff afterwards. So his legacy is growing. So I think Whiplash is kind of the pick for me if I had to redo it.
1: So I would say in terms of like influence on Hollywood, I mean, we shouldn't undersell Birdman. And the long shot, but so I um, actually,
0: so I actually think Gravity was more influential, and the same cinematographer was there for Gravity, and I just think, yeah, I think no, Gravity I, was the one that really
1: was the breakthrough, and not Birdman. Well, Gravity, but Gravity did it in a very different setting. I mean, Birdman has like, you know, I mean, the there was an episode of the show It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that is using the exact same technique, um, and like. Uh, You know, to have that much influence. Uh
0: I don't I don't see that as influence because that technique existed before, man.
1: I okay, I mean, I'm not saying that they came up with the the long take. I mean, obviously they didn't.
0: But I'm saying that saying that the cinematographer was has been doing this.
1: I don't I don't disagree with you, but I think that this put it put that technique on a platform that has since been uh, used to generate further acclaim. I mean, 1917, we just saw it with, with, with that film. It's the same thing. And I mean, I think we, we might've honestly reached the tipping point with the technique because I think people are doing it now to perhaps films detriments. Um, Yeah. uh, I I mean, potentially.
0: Yeah, I don't really – I think – I mean, so the the cinematographer, by the way, is Emmanuel Lubezki, um, also known yes. as Shiva. He goes by Shiva, which is literally means goat in Spanish, which is amazing in my opinion. Like, that's – your nickname is Goat. Um,
1: yeah, that's pretty great. Um, so, yeah.
0: so he actually had this incredible run in last uh, – so this year, the year before, and the year after where he won – best cinematographer for all three years for Gravity, Birdman, The Revenant. Um yes. So, to me...
1: He also did Children of Men.
0: Right. Which, so, Children of Men was his first like, real... Well, A New World. He also did Sleepy Hollow, which is also incredibly shot. Um, but... So, to me, his...
1: And Burner Reading, which is no, he's another really wonderful...
0: Tree of Life, too, <laughs> yeah. too. So, the thing with me is that I believe his style is significantly influential and important right i just feel that like birdman was just a continuation of that i don't see it as i think he had i think gravity had honestly really helped that style really reach a full mass popularity and birdman was just the continuation of his style so i don't necessarily see see this specific film to be as influential as just Shivo's overall resume but that's just maybe a point of debate. Um, that, that's fair. All right. So let's move on. Moving on um, to the next year of 20, the 2016 Academy Awards. Uh, another interesting kind of selection you had, uh, um, and you had the room, uh, the revenant
1: room, not the room.
0: Different sorry, movies. sorry, room. Yeah, not there. I wish there uh, The Martian, Mad Max, Fury Road, Brooklyn, Bridge of Spies, The Big Short, and Spotlight. Which won Best Picture? I'm pretty confident I know which we're going to pick to redo for this one. But before we yeah. get to that film, um, this is an interesting year in the sense that Spotlight uh, is um, one of the only Best Picture movies ever to basically just win uh, best picture and just one other award um which was best original screenplay um it was not a very it was it was actually the favorite going into the um um into the ceremony but it was really weird cuz like it wasn't a favorite basically in any other category was nominated except for screenplay so it was a, it was kind of a very weak best picture winner and just in terms of like other best picture winners because usually when a film one's best picture it gets multiple other awards so the fact that it only got a not one other award is kind of kind of rare um, so it was an interesting year from that perspective um, but i if i look when i look back at the selection of these films I kind of like all of them, to be honest. I uh, Brooklyn's probably my least favorite, and I don't really even hate that movie.
1: Um, oh, I actually—that's probably that might be number two for me. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Well, I, uh, t- I really like Brooklyn. I think it's a really good movie.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Swanson yeah, Rowan's kind of got on my nerves over the last decade.
1: Oh, see, I really like yeah, her. I really like
0: I just—it's the same eyes glowing, blowing up, acting. I don't know, whatever.
1: Um uh uh but um but yeah it was it, star making performance for brie larson in room yeah
0: star, uh, great great uh, absolute deserving best actress winner for there leo finally got his best actor winner for revenant he literally had to like in, fight what? a bear and to do it so like
1: it's, yeah but <laughs> uh, first of all it's a fake bear and second of all like i mean honestly I wouldn't even put this in the top five of Leo performances. No, that's the best part and that movie it. and that movie is like wildly overrated. I already think fine. it's overrated.
0: I don't think people even like it that much anymore.
1: I think, it's yeah, far- that's probably. I true. think
0: it's gotten forgotten a lot. I think just the best. I think the movie is literally just a meta film about how much Leo is dying to just get a Best Actor <laughs> award that he just is like, let me just go through. He's like literally like just struggling, sleeping inside of like a deer carcass, whatever. Like, I mean, to me, that's how I, I remember that film. It's just like a meta commentary of like how badly Leonardo DiCaprio wanted to win best actor.
1: Um, I mean, that that's entirely fair. I think Tom Hardy is better in that oh, movie 100% than he's better in that
0: movie. I think even Leonardo DiCaprio would say he was better in that. Movie.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, um Bat- Bridge of Spots, Oh, I mean, oh my god. I mean I know you love that movie. I love I, I, that I,
0: movie, man.
1: <laughs> it's fine. What
0: a picture, man. What a picture.
1: Yeah. That Coen, that is that is the way to describe it. A picture. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Spielberg, the Coen Brothers, Tom Hanks, Cold War. Oh, like I I I'm like just getting excited just talking about it.
1: I'm no, I may go read. The thing is it after said this. about movie. You just said things about the people who made Dude, it, I love who that. we know from movies.
0: I love that movie so much. It's so damn entertaining. It's just so satisfying.
1: It, it's an easy movie to watch. So, it it's
0: I love it, man. It's it's what it's what a picture should be. That's what Hollywood movies should be. Just really satisfying films made with great craftsmanship and great performances and great scripts.
1: It's a good movie. It's a it's a perfect airplane movie. It's a, it's a perfect movie. You know th- I could not th- that's not a perfect movie. <laughs> you don't <laughs> think that don't even don't even go there. You don't even believe that. I, I, uh, honestly I it, love it that.
0: I'm not I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I really really love that movie. No
1: joke aside. Uh, I, I I know you do. Like, um, I
0: love the movie so much. <laughs> I want to defend it till like anytime someone just says what Bridget Spice that movie was okay. I want to like be like how dare you say that.
1: I know because we've had this conversation at least 4 times,
0: I love it, man. But right. um, And the picture was also great. The Martian Martian was fun. The Martian's entertaining. Martian
1: uh special place in my heart cuz I read the book. The night before I saw the movie, Hilarious. I bought tickets to see the movie, and then I I I bought the book and I just read it, and then I woke up the next day and saw the movie. Um, that was a different time right, in my life. Right, nerd. I, okay, nerd. Okay, nerd. <laughs>
0: um, big short. Uh, big short. A good, entertaining movie that finds a way to make the financial crisis excessively told, even if it's not fully accurate, but at least it tries to be. Okay, so I, I
1: love 90% of that movie, but then the ending is just like, yeah, just like, all right, let's, for the sake of making a point, let's just ignore the fact that a that, that bunch of changes did happen to basically be like, to tell, I, I'm just that. I mean, you know this, I study finance, like, you know, and government, and so like, but the fact that I was even able to watch this movie without like screaming is a a pretty good statement about how good it is. I think the ending speaks to the
0: psyche of the American people, though, about how they feel about it.
1: Yeah, but the psyche of the American people is fucking stupid because the largest financial reform bill in 50 years was passed in response to this. And, like, sure, we can talk about whether or not it did enough or not, but to say that nothing changed is just, like, to bury your head in the sand, uh, it,
0: it, it yeah, absolutely but, a, but I think a film accurately capturing the American psyche isn't necessarily a bad ending eh.
1: it's, it's not a bad ending also the, the Margot Roby in a bathtub explaining um, CDOs uh, is and, and remains a uh, hilarious and uh, I think pretty um, uh, memeable um, it never a became moment. a meme,
0: but it should have. But, anyways, moving on to the movie that we're avoiding because it's the obvious pick winner. And we've talked about it a lot before, so we're probably not going to talk about it too much. But it's we if we were to read this year, I think you and I both agree it'd be Mad Max Fury Road, one of the best action movies, one of the best action movies ever made. What an incredible production! It actually, won the most Oscars this year. Incredible production design, great storytelling, great script, great performances. We've talked about it. I kind of don't practical have... effects, yeah,
1: for VFX, yeah, yeah. Like, it, Story, it's you know, the most old.
0: memorable film of all these films, and I think of the entire year. So from every category, that's the film I think can...
1: a stone cold classic. Yeah.
0: So moving on to 2017, um. I'll do this one. Yeah, do this one.
1: Uh, Nominees were Manchester by the Sea, Lion, La La Land, Hidden Figures, Hell or High Water, Hacksaw Ridge, Fences, Arrival, and the winner, Moonlight.
0: So, for those who don't remember, this this, uh, show was... Infant, most
1: famous moment in Oscar history.
0: Probably the most famous moment in Oscar history because um, Bonnie and Clyde, aka Warren Beatty, and Faye Dunaway couldn't read a card properly. And they pronounced well, to be fair, they got the wrong card. Um Yeah, they, it's not. Yeah, there, yeah. And yeah. they and they said Moonlight One and No, no I they said they said La 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 won and then PwC auditors had to come on stage and everyone got confused. And they're like, no, Moonlight One. And everyone's like, what the hell is going on? And everyone was laughing. And Ryan Gosling literally just started laughing on stage because he's the best human being ever made. And (laughs) um, and The Rock was about to like, like, The Rock, there's this great photo of everyone acting shocked. And The Rock literally has the people's eyebrows in the photo. And he later (laughs) said, he's like, yeah, because at that moment, I was thinking I had to go on stage and start beating people up um and i truly believe that's exactly what he thought cuz he's the people's champion he's going to protect the people's winner
1: um i'm i'm telling you something man if the rock 2024 to accept- 2024 2020, baby spot uh, elizabeth warren she would be the locked in president no chance for anybody
0: 2024 uh the rock Wayne johnson the rock for president i'm already casting uh, you know phone.
1: what you know what? The Rock might be nominating, uh, or Bloomberg might be nominating. Uh, the Rock as his as his uh, nominee.
0: That may make that may let me vote for Bloomberg, actually. <laughs> um, but anyway, so this is an interesting year. Um, All right, so this is an interesting. Really year. good year. Really good year. I mean, I didn't particularly like Hackstar Ridge um, that much, but outside of that, uh, pretty good year. Um, Manchester by the Sea is like one of the most depressing movies i've seen in a while um just so utterly and i know the casey affleck's part uh, but that's
1: well so funny story about that movie um if you haven't seen it that movie involves um the death of children we'll, we'll just put it that way uh and me being an idiot um decided to show this movie to uh my pregnant partner
0: oh um, i did not hear this i've not heard of this story
1: and I, I had seen the movie. Let me tell you something. That was stupid. That Really, really, really fucking That's stupid. That's horrible. Like movie. one of the dumbest things I've ever done. Yeah, no, I know. I don't know yeah. how
0: you still got married.
1: Uh, I, 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 yeah, well, she, uh, she's a saint. <laughs> so. um,
0: yeah, that is not a movie I would watch if I was – if I had kids, I would never watch this movie. I could barely watch a movie without having kids
1: yeah uh it's it's not a happy movie um you know i quite liked it um and i actually would would i would watch it again i kind of do want to watch it again um but you know
0: it's the um, scene for me when he just says at the end it just sucks with me the most is when he just says i can't shake it um yeah i know it's such a like it's perfect it's like the perfect capsulation
1: of the entire character you know, I've said this again. It's like it commits, right? Uh, and so, yeah.
0: uh, uh, and then, yeah. But great movie, Hell or High Water, a really good want to be No Country for Old Men. Um, not as good, obviously, but you know,
1: but still really but, good. On uh, the also, film. yeah. I mean, I I remember you and I saying that we thought that it was one of the. It was better than anything uh, from 2016. I don't know if I still believe that. Um, Did
0: I say that? Because I thought uh, now, I, I think I had a number two, not number one.
1: Um, well, I meant from the previous year, but anyway, okay. um, Hella great movie. Uh, I, I don't know that I would say that it's a No Country for Old Men wannabe. I think it's a it's a much more uh, it's a much funnier movie, um, than No Country for Old Men. I think and I also it's, think it's, I
0: think you got gonna you know, have fun in No Country for Old Men, is but yeah,
1: No Country for Old Men is funny in a Coen Brothers way, yeah, this is funny in a like comedy way.
0: Um. Yeah. yeah, Really well done. Really great performances. Love the ending. Also commits to an end. Good, summit. You know, ending doesn't. Yeah. um,
1: It's almost like storytelling involves committing to tell uh, a story and follow the story to its natural conclusion. Not deciding the (laughs) end. (laughs) Oh, I was going with Game of Thrones. But yeah,
0: either one. Yeah, either one. Um, Um. But yeah. So. But anyway. So. The three films, so and then you have Fences, which is really kind of great performances based off the play. Um, Lion was fine, good. Oh, I hated Fences. I,
1: I, hate thought Fences? Fences oh, I, like I thought Fences was wild. Oh, I like. I thought Fences. I thought Lion was overrated. Acting. To be honest, uh, um, I thought Fences was great acting, but honestly, like sure. there was there was no reason that that movie should exist because it was just the play filmed, yeah. and I just fair. It was completely uninteresting visually. I agree. Uh, and I, I, but then I though, thought, like, then so. great acting, unbelievably good acting. But uh, I don't think the story ages particularly well. Not at all. Um, not at all. I think you know, like, toxic masculinity is like very heavily embedded and not really dissected in that.
0: No, there's um, no nuance.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 so you know, I think that, and I think the fact that the story is just—it's a lot of speechifying. Yeah. Uh, so I no, I, I, I don't I don't think fancy. I movie. think so
0: for me the three films of this year um of the nominations uh were La La Land Moonlight The Winner and then Arrival. So I I agree. So La La Land I'm glad you know, I'm glad La La, La did, I'm glad Moonlight won. Uh, moon, this is uh this is coming off right after Trump's election. I thought it was really I didn't really want Hollywood to just celebrate itself. I think it'd be good if it shined a light on, you know, a difference, a real human picture. And I think moonlight is a very human picture. Um, I really, I still really love moonlight. Um, I think it's, I think it's, um, uh, influence on the indie scene is very pr- strong, even if it's probably never going to be really influential beyond those sort of independent type films. Um, I think it was very important that it won, though, because it helped a lot of these indie uh, studios and distributors like be able to get um, bigger budgets and get, you know, more stars attracted to their films because they could see it as a prestige Academy Award contender, Um, all that. I probably personally love Arrival of all these movies the most because I'm just a sucker for great sci-fi and I think Arrival is great sci-fi.
1: So I, I, I mean, I basically that's exactly what I would say. I think Moonlight is a very deserving winner. It's a beautiful movie. Barry Jenkins does an incredible job as a director. Uh, it's beautifully shot, wonderfully acted, um, tells a really intensely personal and poignant story. Um, and the fact that the cast is basically, uh, maybe not even basically, perhaps exclusively all black, um, is really important socially, um, for that movie to get that kind of recognition from the Academy Awards is, um, important socially. And I don't think that we should ignore that. I think that that is like an important thing. Um, and actually, if you look at three of the nominees, they feature prominent, black actors in the leading roles in Hidden Figures, Fences, and Moonlight. So maybe the Academy did something right this year in fostering uh, diversity.
0: And Lion had a brown dude.
1: That's true. Yeah, Lion is also. um, um, uh, That said, I think Arrival is one of those movies that um, it's kind of like an earworm. You see it and you kind of just think about it and you think about it and it doesn't really leave your brain for years. Um, Which is sort of what the know, movie I, even
0: says. Uh, how the movie really even talks about time and memory to some extent.
1: I know, and, and so like, I I liked Arrival when I saw it. I mean, I remember you and I saw it together. No, wait, and did we we did.
0: I always forget this. Um, <laughs> I I it's we so did. weird. I don't. I remember so many of our uh, movie theater experiences. I remember watching Arrival. I just don't remember you and the memory of it.
1: We saw it like late at night. Uh, yeah, I um, remember.
0: It was at Snowden and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah it was at Snowden. Because I remember we walked out and you said, "Nan, that's a movie. And I think that's like... What a picture. That's a very a nice... Picture. You didn't say what a picture. <laughs> that's because my if you had, right? I, that for I, I would have...
0: I would
1: never have... <laughs> you forget it. You would have been very, very clear that I was with you if you had said what a picture. What because a picture. I would have ridiculed you for the next hour. <laughs> um, Arrival's a great movie. I think, yeah, and man. I share like your sucker for sci-fi. Um, sucker, man. Uh, yeah. So, um, I'm totally good with Moonlight winning. Personal choice, maybe Arrival. It's close.
0: Yeah, and La La is still great on its own. So. It's still... A very satisfying romantic comedy, drama, musical, whatever, even though it's not really so, much of a musical in the end. But
1: I, so, so La La Land is the movie that I, I saw with, with, it's the first movie that, that my partner and I saw together. It's, um, uh, well, oh, it's all together solo. Um, and so it has a special place in my heart for that, but that movie is vastly overrated as like a story. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Like, the songs... I
0: mean, Emma Stone, you're not one
1: of <laughs> actors, but
0: yeah.
1: Um, and, you know, like... It, it's Hollywood overrating Hollywood. It's a good movie. I would have liked that movie a lot more, I can guarantee you, if it hadn't been sold to me as being, like, the greatest thing ever. But, Holly, but, you know, movie musicals get overrated. I don't know why, and perhaps it's because they're just unappealing to me, generally speaking, but, like, if there's even a passable movie musical... People think it's the oh, greatest thing. They ever. barely exist
0: anymore. But um, yeah, but and I can't wait for West Side Story Spielberg to come out with a West Side Story remake at the end of this year. Um, um, I can,
1: I can wait. I'm, I'm good waiting. Um, oh, but yeah, it, it was It was, it was a,
0: it was a good year. A good, good winner. I would pick Arrival, but I think Moonlight. I'm very content with having um, a winner. I'm not content with having. Is the year after 2018, which I'm actually looking at it, and I actually think this may be my favorite year of all the years. Actually, when I look at it now, um, so 2018, the Academy Awards, the nominations were three bold birds outside of Ebbing, Missouri, uh, The Post, Phantom Thread, Ladybird, Get Out, Dunkirk, Darkest Hour, Call Me By Your Name, and then the winner, The Shape of Water. So, actually, when I I'll actually say that for me personally, I'm looking at it now and I've looked at everything. This is probably my favorite year of overall films if I look at the full selection.
1: Um, oh, interesting. Uh, Not true for me.
0: Uh, but I hate the winner. Um, I, I hate who they select at the winner. Um, and I, I'm probably going to... Sh- so I think... So... I think if I were to repick this personally, I I think, I mean it's well known I'm a Nolan fanboy, so I think obviously if I'm just picking the movie that I love the most is going to be Dunkirk. I do think though that if I were to really repick the winner, I'd probably actually give it to the film. I it's not, it probably not even my second favorite movie of, from all of this, but the movie I think if it had won, could have really it would have been a deserving winner given its impact and the legacy it could have left by winning would be monumental so
1: if i were to well, actually, get out
0: yeah if i were to actually pick it i actually probably would pick get out
1: i think oh i would pick get out that's not even a that's not even a question for
0: i me. think get out it's easy i find get out to be vastly overrated and yet i still understand its importance completely in the of the last 3 years and um i think it's definitely the most Important movie of that year. It's the most let, long. Le- it's only been a few years, I know, so we can't say too much. But I think it's already proven to be to having the longest legs. Um,
1: oh, easily, it has easily,
0: significant cultural impact. and People teach
1: classes based on the framework of Get Out. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's you know it's, it's like an
0: important film, and
1: yeah, and not like in a douchey way. Like no, it's yeah. an important film that does not tell you that it's an important film
0: i mean it wasn't supposed to i mean it it literally came out early february it came out as just this like february like horror flick kind of thing
1: um yeah from uh, one of the key and peel guys right like that's basically how it was was like it's a key peel guy making a uh, a movie you know
0: yeah it wasn't supposed to be anything right so it couldn't. It, it like it actually couldn't have been. Um, it couldn't. It never really had a chance to think it was important to some extent. Um, and um, and it, it it premiered at Sundance and then it got released like a month later. So there wasn't even that much of a build up for it, right? It just like it got released. There was like some, there was some festival hype for it, and the hype kind of picked up, and then it just had one of the real great box office performances of that year. Um, just really having super long legs. And yeah, I just think it's, I mean, I think, I just think it's an important film. So even though I like Dunkirk better, don't even get me started on Spielberg in the post. Cause I can keep going on about my boy. Uh, I love Phantom Thread. Uh, Lady Bird, I think is a great flick. Uh, Call me by your name, I think, is really good. Three billboards has some issues, but it's still enjoyable enough at the end. So, I, I like a lot of these movies, but get it's, it has to be Get Out. Even when I look at, even I like, and I'm taking this. It, as a it, it's
1: Get Out. It's it's Get Out. But if it's not Get Out, it's Dunkirk. And if it's not Get Out or Dunkirk, it's Lady Bird. And if it's not any of those, it's either The Post or Three Billboards or Call Me by Your Name. Or Phantom Thread as like a Daniel day Lewis's last movie. It should get it. Or Darkest Hour because Gary Goldman put on like a fat suit and played Churchill.
0: Yeah. Let me
1: tell you what it's it not. Is. It's not the fish fucking movie. It's
0: not the fish movie.
1: Yeah. What do, the fish I don't, fucking movie. I
0: don't hate Shape of Water, by the way. Of Water. I, I like it. I like it's old. I like what he's doing with it. I like the production design a lot in it. I liked it. It was whimsical. It was kind of old Hollywoodish. I enjoyed it. it,
1: and that's exactly what it is. It's whimsical and it's old Hollywood, but that doesn't mean that it's better than any of these other movies. It's not. Nobody agrees that it is. It's just a weird vote. I just don't understand it. Uh, I don't. Un- I didn't understand it at the time. I was like, really, this movie? This movie? When you have Dunkirk and Get Out, Dunkirk in the argument for being one of the most incredible cinema experiences you could have plus also a really good war movie and get out like which was instantly recognized as being this socially important movie to say nothing of the fact that it's actually also a good movie i do not understand and there's also a classic oscar film the post yeah
0: no, you know? I agree.
1: Oh, i just the post like i mean even
0: about the importance of journalism and uncovering like corruption in, uh, of politicians, yeah, in the middle of
1: during the Trump during administration, the Trump administration. Yeah.
0: I know, I know, yeah, it's, it is what it yeah. is. Um, get out. I'll I'll say this. You know, get out is of the last ten years is socially the most important film to come out. Um, I know that's a big statement to make, but I actually fully believe that. Um, at least in America, I should say, let me rephrase in America. Um, um, I don't think, I think its importance so will just get bigger and its legacy is going to get stronger. Yeah.
1: And so. Oh, it's, 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 I mean, there's a decent, there's, I mean, there's a decent chance that in 20 years, Get Out will be among the most significant movies of a generation, which is, a, is. a strong statement. But I mean, I think, I think, yeah. It's I a, mean, It's a
0: very important film culturally. It just <coughs> is. Like, it just yeah. it just is. Um, but moving on to the last year, and we're cutting our 90-minute mark, but we'll try to get it done. Probably won't. But moving on to the last year of 2019, we have Vice, A Star is Born, Roma, The Favorite, Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Klansman, Black Panther, and the winner, and potential worst picture ever, maybe, Green Book. Um, this was not a great year for me. To be. This honest. is
1: a terrible year for the Oscars. Actually- I mean, it might, a, it might be a terrible year for film overall. Not a really um, good. But I saw the fewest movies in 2019 twenty eighteen, uh, or, or 2018 um, that I had seen in any year because uh, my son uh, was born that year so I um, I was on parenting duty yeah. so I have seen a number of these movies but I saw almost none of them in theaters and I um, I don't really have high opinions of, of most of the the best picture nominees
0: um, yeah I mean so I, I mean if I were to you know uh, so I'll, I'll avoid talking about the one which I think we're both gonna agree on but um yeah. I mean, Black Panther, I think it's good that it got nominated. I think it's, I think what it did in combining, you know, the MCU, but while also telling a still a fairly personal story, um, uh, I think was really well done. Um,
1: I think it's the- a really good, good uh, comic book movie. Yeah. It's, uh, um, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's it, it. I think it mixes, it goes, it's,
1: it's also, shot really well the production design is really really good yeah it's shot really well um the
0: first half is really is great thing- i mean the i have issues with the third act
1: yeah a lot particularly when i
0: look back on it but um oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The, no, f- the third act is the reason why the movie is not but the, like unequivocally great but the
0: first half is really good is
1: great um
0: Black Panther, I thought was solid. I think Adam Driver, I think the only issue is that it's not good when the white guy is probably the best part of the movie, because I think Adam Driver is the best part of that movie.
1: Um, but, you know... Adam Driver is a phenomenal actor. Like, yeah, I mean, I love
0: it. I love me some Adam Driver, but we'll talk about his acting at a later time. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I have a, I have a theory on star acting versus acting, and I don't know which one Adam Driver is in yet. Um. Uh. Roma I like a lot I thought it was really shot well I thought it was very it it tells a personal story um but makes it very accessible for outsiders to look into um uh you know I think it's a film which will probably really only exist with kind of strong xenophiles and people who are obsessed with criterion collections type i don't think it's ever gonna really even though it was a netflix film i don't think it's ever gonna really reach a mass audience or have an impact on a mass audience
1: um it's too long
0: it's long it's black and white it's in spanish there's a bunch of reasons
1: um the opening shot is a minute long nothing of like water yeah you know not exactly accessible. I think though it
0: is it is telling this is this year I think is probably most famous for the fact that it was probably the it's the first year that a film Roma I think was if Roma was distributed by any studio not named Netflix, I think it would have won Best Picture. If you look at all the other yes. awards it won, it's in the Oscars and outside the Oscars, there was every indication yes. that it was gonna win, but they just could not give it to a Netflix film. So I think that the legacy of this year is the fact that it's the first year where we really saw this like anti-Netflix, Hollywood versus Netflix kind of battle, which I think is yes. la- is really going to last for these next few years. I think ultimately we will see a Netflix be- Best Picture winner. I think we'll actually see one in this decade. But um, but I think... Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I, think, I don't think that there's a question. I think you know we're going to see for these next few years this kind of anti-Netflix kind of thing going on and this kind of started that but for me green book is just such a bland movie it's not even bad it's just boring at the end of the day i think it's already been forgotten and it's only been a year um and i mean the most memorable
1: thing about the movie is that it won despite being bad whitewashing yeah
0: despite being like
1: you know despite like being somewhat shockingly racially insensitive yeah. uh you know and depicting almost a white savior narrative which is almost for a best picture winner I say
0: almost i would say it literally does
1: well okay yeah that yeah so it's a white savior narrative in you know in in 2019 you know like what, what i mean and, and people knew it this wasn't like you know some like post hoc thing that we're all saying now like there's a ton of people talking about how green book is like a pretty racist film. And um,
0: yeah, if you look at the um, just the uh, critic reviews and like Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, um, this had the lowest Metacritic of all the best picture winners that, that we've talked about. And in fact, I believe it has the lowest Metacritic of any best picture in like the last 20. I, I, I'd have to look back in history, but I think it's the lowest rated critically film, uh, Best Picture winner in a long time.
1: I, yeah, I, I think that's right. So, I mean, I think... I you know, I'll also actually want to take a moment to dunk on a movie that I believe we've dunked on before, but um, I hate it, so I'm going to do it again. Hey! A Star is Star Born. Born. Is- <laughs> uh, fuck that movie. Bradley Cooper is a director. Doesn't know how to pace. There's chemistry between the two leads for 15 minutes and people somehow were so mesmerized by that that they thought that it lasted for the rest of the movie when it didn't. It doesn't tell a coherent story. It doesn't tell a new story. It's not interesting for the
0: first 10 minutes.
1: The songs aren't good. You know, it's like, uh, and I and I mean I feel like the rest of the world watched a different cut of this movie or a different movie entirely. Probably. because people love it. But anyway, I'm glad yeah, well, that didn't win. That that's probably I I probably hated A Star Is Born more than I hated Green Book. Um, you were fun. I didn't Green hate Book Green One.
0: Book. You're like you're like you're like yeah. I it's, like, it's like it's like I could accept racial stereotyping as long as Lady Gaga doesn't win. <laughs> um. So I, I didn't agree, say that, but let's. But... I think, yeah. On to our the one that I think we both agree on, our yeah, favorite film favorite. of the year, which is ironically called "The Favorite." Um, great
1: movie. Great, great, great. Movie.
0: We've talked about it a bit before. It's it's such a great, it's such a great meta commentary on the period film genre because it's also a great period film.
1: Oh. I know. And that's, that's, that's ultimately the sign of a great parody is that it's actually good on its own while also parodying uh, other stuff.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, it's hilarious. It's incredibly active, incredibly directed, incredibly shot. And then it, but it and we've talked about commitment. It fucking commits at the end, too. yeah oh yeah oh yeah you know it's a movie so it it doesn't hold back punches it's weird it's the type of movie where you're kind of you're not totally sure of every single scene and moment and you kind of have to think it's like what the hell is he trying to do here but you're utterly captivated by it it's hard to really it just it's just i mean the funny thing is i haven't actually rewatched it and the reason why I haven't rewatched it is because the film was so still vivid in me. Like it, it's, it's just, I know it stayed know. so much within me that I'm almost like I don't need to rewatch it because like I like I can like literally rewatch the entire film in my
1: head right now
0: because it just is so vividly stayed with me. Um just a great
1: film. you know and I, I think it's 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 because the film is weird, but not like inaccessibly weird. Like some of Yorgos's other stuff. Yeah,
0: it's not it's not the lobster.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, which is like aggressively weird. Like it's intentionally inaccessibly weird. Like you're like, what the fuck is going on the entire time you're watching that movie? Um, And it's only at the end where you can sort of see like, oh, I get it now. Whereas the favorite, you can sort of watch it as just like a normal movie. Um, That's a little odd. Uh, and, and so I, I think that that's like hands down among the the best picture nominees. It's the 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 easy choice,
0: and a movie which and the thing is it's it's a movie that's basically a pretty much like an all female cast. Um, and I think yeah, kind of it yeah. is directed by a man, but I think it does kind of what I like about it is that it it both does a great job of making these female characters us just seeing them as just like human beings and seeing yeah. kind of their faults and stuff, but they still have their femininity to them, right? I think sometimes they're like the, there's there's some issues when a, when a film tries to make a, a, a movie with uh, female characters in order to sort of tell, make them feel strong and badass, whatever. They try to take away the femininity to do that. This is a movie that says I want to tell a story about you know human beings, and, but it's going to be with all females, but I'm not going to take away their femininity to tell the story. So I think it tells a very human story with female characters without taking away their femininity, which is sh- uh, shockingly actually not that common because – I just feel No, like, it's super rare yeah, in Hollywood. I just feel um, like you either have the femininity but then the film just kind of sees them only as females and kind of in some ways takes away the humanity from them and just thinks of them as just, you know, f- women or they try to make them human characters but then they completely take away the femininity. And this is a film that really actually balances both. So,
1: yeah, it's also just it's also just like a really classic Story about power. Oh yeah, um, right. You know, and and that's not new, but it's the visual storytelling is so distinctive uh, that it doesn't matter. And it's it's an example of using film as a medium to really enhance the story that you're telling to make old feel new. Yeah, um, that's that's the best that, way to put
0: it. That is the best old yeah. feel like the core elements of the story is classic storytelling, right? Like. If I were to tell you like the themes and morals of the story, you're like, well, that's nothing new. I've heard that story a thousand times before. But you haven't seen it told this way.
1: Uh, no. No. Uh, and if you have seen any period piece ever, um, you will find this movie funny in how it sends up those yeah those things. Yeah, no, I love it. I it think, has a breakdancing scene.
0: I think it's the best period film since I literally have to go all the way back to my boy, um, Stanley Kubrick's Barry Lyndon, and I think Jorgos will even admit that this film is basically his version of that film. Uh, he's very influenced by Kubrick, and and like that movie also. Who was, isn't
1: influenced by Kubrick?
0: Yeah, he is. Okay, he is. Yeah, I
1: know. I know. he, yeah, is, he specifically
0: is specifically like, yeah. I, like I am literally trying to be the
1: kubrick reawakened um, sure that that might be true but it'd be like me saying like oh as a writer i'm influenced by shakespeare like no shit yeah everybody's
0: yeah but there's a different you know there's a di-
1: the best example- or like as a musician i'm influenced by the beatles okay,
0: let me put it this way he is the kobe bryant to uh, michael jordan to Sam kubrick's michael jordan
1: well, I don't know that he's earned that yet, but hey, but
0: that do you get the analogy I'm trying to make?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, right. I do. Uh, and right. only very sp- we have about six people that listen to this show, and that might be being hey, generous. Ten. I'm we not got sure
0: We got ten listens last for the last episode.
1: Uh, I think at least one of those was me, maybe two. Nine, so,
0: nine, nine, nine people. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna reach a, so, we're gonna reach our double digit audience at this episode, and by the end of the year, we're gonna get twenty. And then we'll just double every year, and eventually, compounding, we'll have a million dollar million subscribers.
1: I think that's it's what 32 years, yeah. So, yeah. okay, all right, by the time we're 60, yeah, yeah.
0: that sounds about right. Anyway, so yeah. to recap, um, the, the whole year, so just to recap, so uh, and t- so starting at the beginning of the decade 2010. Hurt Locker one, but you and I would both say that Up is pro- probably the one we pick. Um, in 2011, the King's Speech one, but we would probably go with Inception or the Social Network. Um, 2012, the Artist one, um, we didn't really have a strong opinion on this one. Uh, we You said Moneyball, I said Hugo. Neither of us were necessarily fully. Strong in either one because it was fairly, it was probably one of the weaker years. 2013, Argo won. Um, we both picked Lincoln. Uh, 2014, 12 Years of Slave won. We were both fine with that winning, but we would probably, if we had to really repick, say Wolf of Wall Street, maybe, but you know, a lot of worthy contenders that year. 2015, Birdman won. Um, you were fine with Birdman. I think we both, though, if we had to pick, would pick Whiplash over it. Um, yeah I agree with that 2016 Spotlight won Uh, we both 100% agree that Mad Max Fury Road should have won 2017 Moonlight won we were both content with that even though we probably both like a rival better as a movie Uh, 2018 Shape of Water won and we 100% hate that choice and we both picked Get Out because it's the most important film of the last decade and then 2019 Green Book won and we would repick the favorite to win that year. Um I think overall though, what I will say is that as much as I hate on the Oscars, they're winners at least, the nominations for the most part, if when I look back were a pretty high percentage, right? In the sense that it was yeah like they like, if I look about all these nominees, I would say 70 percent of them i really like or like a good amount um and so it's not that it's not that they're picking like all bad movies or anything right i just think when they come to their winners they just have a really bad batting
1: average um and so i i agree with that i i think you could also say that um you could also, if you, I think if you really wanted to use, like, let's say you wanted to, if you hadn't, let's say you hadn't seen any movies the last decade, and you wanted to use the Academy Award nominations as a way to, like, build a list of movies to see. I suspect that if you cross-referenced the Best Picture nominees with the Best Original Screenplay nominees, you probably have a pretty good list of the Best Movies of the last 10 years.
0: Or that's either, well, there's two screenplay
1: categories, but yeah. I'm about original. I said yeah. Original Screenplay
0: but adapted to.
1: Yeah, potentially. Yeah. But if you were to...
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think... I think even if you just look... If a
1: movie is nominated for Best Screenplay in either category and Best Picture, it's usually a very good movie. Yeah. I mean, a little green book, but
0: yeah, I mean... (laughs) That's
1: why I said usually, not always. Um,
0: I think even if you just look at the nominations, if you just watch all these movies, I think most people would enjoy at least two out of three of them. Um, which is a good. I mean, that's better than Netflix's algorithm, in my opinion. So um so like yeah. it's the the you know the nominations aren't usually the problem, right? Um I think at the end of the day it's the fact that you just know that, you know what? These two move like you'll have you'll have movies which are like Everyone knows is the best movie, but we know this has no chance of winning. I mean, like, The Shape of Water Year is a great example where everyone knew... The, I mean, everyone's, like, Get Out and Dunkirk are bigger movies. Even even at the time of the awards, people knew they were going to be more impacting, last longer. And no one thought they had any chance to really win at the end of the day. Right? And that's the yep. problem with the Academy, is that the, the winners are just...
1: Also, Coco that year wasn't even nominated.
0: Yeah, no, and Inside Out, Best Picture, Inside Out
1: never got nominated. Um, yeah, I know, I know. Um,
0: but it's that's the problem. So it's it's why when a film like Parasite wins, it feels like a big deal because Parasite getting nominated it was just like, yeah, okay, it getting nominated is great, but like that's not that shocking. Like the Academy Academy is capable of doing that, but for it to win. Um, you know is showing that maybe there's a change and i I will well, I'll end on this note as a look forward is that the academy has made efforts to change the um it's the demographics of its voting members and it's become significantly yeah. more female and significantly uh more non-white over the last few years so, it is possible that Parasite is actually a representation of this change and that Parasite did not just win because, you know, it had all this hype of being the potential first best foreign picture winner to win, foreign language film to win best picture. And the fact that it's social commentary was very relevant for the times. Um, it could just be that, you know what? People... Uh, the the Academy just like, yeah, we actually just think this is the best picture. Like there's no like actual like other reasons. We just think this is the best picture because the voting members are different. And as if the Academy becomes more progressive in its demographics, we could be seeing, you know, best picture winners that kind of align to more what, you know, I think the audiences and most people would think are the actual best pictures
1: of that year. Yeah, but Green Book won a year earlier. No,
0: I know, but Green Book I would argue the main thing was the Netflix thing. I think the Netflix thing is very hard to overcome right now.
1: Right? I know. Because I I I, well, I want to be, to be hopeful. Like, I'm trying to be an optimistic
0: Oscars. picture, right? Like the, yeah. the Academy will still have biases, right? And I think the Netflix one is a bias that goes beyond just, you know, demographics. I think that's a very Hollywood thing. I think no matter A lot of people in Hollywood just aren't fully ready to accept Netflix. But if I mean, the thing is, Moonlight did win a few years earlier. Right. And so it's not that Parasite is the only film in the last five years to, you know, shock people or, you know, you know, the, the Academy to actually pick, you know, an actually great movie. So. I think it's possible the Academy is changing I think it's possible. I don't think, and you know this, you know this as a, as a professor, it's not like we're going to, every year it's going to necessarily be true, but I do think if we look if 10 years from now, I think we may see a better batting average for the academy over these next 10 years than we saw over the last 10 years. So maybe not any, yeah. you may have individual maybe. years that are off, but I think the aggregate, is potentially lined up to be better. But I'm also I I,
1: optimistic. Well, I also think that it's a, it's a little bit unfair because some of these movies, like like the the Wolf of Wall Street example, like I did not, that was not like a movie that I thought should win Best Picture when I saw it in that year. And I didn't think that for a while. But it's become clear that that movie is a classic. And I don't disagree with that.
0: Yeah.
1: That's so, um,
0: we'll see. I mean, I think... We'll see. I think...
1: And so I think the, the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of knowing how these movies age is is something that will always make the batting average appear worse yeah. than it... Appear worse than it should be.
0: Yeah,
1: I agree. Um, you know, like, you know, we we should be grading this on a curve. And I will say that, like, even grading on a curve, some of these Academy... Cho- like, many of these are in- indefensible choices, even given like the nominees that they were choosing from
0: yeah I mean um, it's uh, they, look, if my real opinion at the end of the day is that I think we place too much value on the I, th- I think it is diminishing but I, I think there's too much value placed on the Oscars I think if you look at the history of the award um, not just in best picture but in many other categories, and you look at you know the all the snubs that happen and the number of great talented people who never won. I mean, we talked about Kubrick. I mean, Kubrick, Hitchcock never won Best Director, which is
1: Tarantino has not won best, T- best Director. I mean, I mean
0: let's, I'm talking about let's talk about people who are dead. I mean, Kubrick and Hitchcock are two of the most famous directors of all time, influential, important directors. Everyone knows them, yeah. And they never won Best Director. So why, like? And part of me is like, why should I respect a category that never gave those guys the award? And they had plenty of chances.
1: I mean, if we were to redo this exercise for Best Director...
0: I know, it'll be complete. Like, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and that's my point, is that, like, yes, like, I don't... I mean, I've... I mean, I uh, because I'm a movie nut, I've actually spend like more hours than I should looking back at a lot of the Oscar winners and a lot of the categories and it's, so it's really bad if you look over the whole history of the of the
1: oh of yeah the well I mean you yeah I mean you you start going back too far and, and you have to acknowledge that the Oscars were a different thing
0: yeah but that's um, my point is that, like I don't know why I don't know why I have to value these award
1: this award you don't have to but they're culturally relevant. I don't, I the fact don't think that we can have a show
0: yeah, that, I, I that talks them about
1: them for this be. long,
0: I want them not to be. I guess is what I'm saying. I want us to. Get I passed. mean, I want us to just it, love Parasite it, for being a great picture and not having to like feel like it got validated uh, by an Academy Award. Is what I guess I'm trying to get
1: at. I, I agree with award. you, but the fact that it won Best Picture means that more people will consume the art.
0: Yeah, I know that's the problem. I full I fully know that. Like. It's hundred percent. The movie is hundred percent going to be bigger now because it won.
1: So it's, a, a it's, lot bigger. It's good that it will it won. be a force multiplier. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's yeah yeah I I know it's you know you you I'll end with this. I have a very complicated relationship with the Oscars. It's a very love hate thing. Um, it's mostly hate
1: now, but yeah. No, I mean. I... I've never heard you say that you love the Oscars. I've really only heard you post that video where that guy <laughs> said fuck the Oscars. I mean,
0: that's the best. That's
1: some the best. defunct gaming award.
0: That's the best. That's the best. I love that I use another award show to hate an award show. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I hate the Oscars. I haven't watched an actual ceremony from start to finish in years. Um.
1: But you know, oh, they're terrible to watch. But if you, uh, well, you don't drink. But if you do drink, uh, you know, uh, having having a a couple glasses of wine or a couple cocktails or a couple beers or whatever of choice, and uh, doing a a, some kind of fantasy draft to make you invested in the, the outcomes of every single one can be fun.
0: Yeah, I mean you can do that with anything, man. I could do that with the Westminster. Right. I could do that with the Westminster
1: Dog Show, bro. So it's not like that. Exactly. <laughs> e- exactly, that's exactly uh, right. That's, uh, that's but yeah. That's how I make it
0: so interesting. So another another but another year down with the Oscars, uh one year away from the next one. Uh, my early prediction is that I mentioned earlier, <laughs> I think I think Stephen Spielberg's West Side Story is going to be a potential Big player because there are just so many factors involved. I will say that I do think that the outcome of the election is going to be very important for how the next Academy Award is shaped up, in my opinion. I think if Trump wins, I think, I think, I actually think you would see a different best picture depending on whether Trump or the Democratic nominee wins. Um, because I think the mood of the country is the mood of at least Hollywood will be very different depending on which one of those outcomes is, which will therefore influence their choice, is my prediction.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. So I, I, that's... I think that if, if Trump wins, the best picture nominee – the best picture winner could entirely be an, uh, a reaction to to Trump winning. Yeah. But that... that could also just as easily not happen.
0: Yeah, that's my early 2021 prediction. But with that um... – we will see you all next time, hopefully sooner than later. I'm actually glad that we're actually pumping these out much more than I thought we would. So appreciate Akeel for taking the time out of his busy family and professor life to talk about movies. We we all
1: we we all have the same twenty-four hours in a day, man. Yes. Mine aren't more important than, but, than anybody else's. And, so
0: and with that, we'll see you all next time. Bye.